God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this fourth Sunday after the Epiphany, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In Vancouver, Will Graham promotes faith. This was, a, this was on the front cover of the uh, Christian News Northwest, which is a little paper we get for free that you can, you can get uh, in the Narthex there. Will Graham promotes faith, not fear. Well, this has been my approach since day one here, right? Uh, this has been my approach all this time of being your pastor here. As Graham says, and I heartily agree with him, Jesus is the name that dispels all fear. Yet, why do we find ourselves in fear? Why do we live in fear as to what the future brings? I wonder if our fear has to do with the prophets of doom. You know who these people are, right? You know who the prophets of doom are? The pundits, the opinion writers, the bloggers, as well as some experts in their particular field of whatever, science and politics. You're hard-pressed today to find very much written that has a positive outlook on the way things are going for humanity right now. I'm retired from the military, but I still have an interest in what's going on with the, uh, the global defense scene. I keep up on it. Yet I can't find much news right now that, that paints an optimistic future of the way things are going. In fact, just the other day, I read an update on the doomsday clock. All right, you know what this thing is? The doomsday clock? Okay, it's the, so the, 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 the bulletin of atomic scientists, these guys, they get together every year, all experts from various fields, they get together in a think tank and they update the doomsday clock, which counts down. If it gets close to the 24th hour, it means we're, poof, we're done, <laughs> or something like that. It's one and two-thirds minutes away from midnight. And the Cold War is over. Like, what's going on? It's one and two-thirds minutes away from midnight, doomsday for the human race. Phew, man. And if that's not worrying enough, read anything within the last couple of years regarding the Earth's climate. According to the prophets of doom, we're past the point of no return. Like, we can't do anything now to get everything back to the way it was when you and I were kids. And if that wasn't enough to propagate fear, we have the prophets of doom in the church as well. And I'm talking the Christian church with the big C. Membership worldwide is declining. Churches are closing. Morals and Christian values are degrading to the point where there's no difference in the beliefs and behaviors between believers and non-believers. You can't tell the difference. Man, I'm starting to sound like a prophet of doom. I better stop. <laughs> because I don't want to be. And I may not agree with all of Will Graham's theology, but like him, I want to promote faith, not fear. As Christ's disciples, we all want to promote faith, not fear, don't we? Now, in the past, not so long ago, we've looked at Scripture that warns about false prophets. In fact, we just did that during Advent when we were uh, looking at the, the prophecy and the birth of Jesus through the eyes of Isaiah. Right? And if you remember, in order to tell if a, if a prophet is, is true or false, you have to wait and see if they're 
prophecy comes true. Then you'll know if the prophet is a true prophet or a false one. Well, that was the litmus test for the times of the prophets. For you and me, New Testament Christians, who live in the time after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, there are no more prophets. There are no more prophecies to come. Well, there are no more new prophecies to come. We're, we're living in the prophetic age that Jesus will return and make everything new again. But even that has already been fulfilled. We're just waiting for it to be consummated, I guess you could say, when he will gather us together on the last day and bring us to the new earth in the new heavens. Nevertheless, men and women continued and continue to this day to play prophet and in many cases prophets of doom even for the faithful believer raising doubt as to whether or not one is really saved which is why I've included some verses today from Deuteronomy which are not included in the lectionary but assure us as the last verse here says see if you look at your Old Testament reading when it starts at verse 20, that's not in the lectionary. The reading stops at 19. So I've included 20 through 22 because those words at the end, you need not be afraid of him. You need not be afraid of the false prophet. Now, it can be helpful to know the truth by looking at untruth. So let's do a brief review of some false prophecies and their prophets. This is from the Lutheran Study Bible. So there's some of the most notable ones, but you know, you can certainly do your own research and find many, many more of these. But for starters, we have William Miller. Good old Bill Miller prophesied that Christ would return in 1843, and when that didn't happen, he moved it to 1844, and when that didn't happen, he moved it to 1845, and so on, until he died. And some of his followers abandoned him, but some remained loyal and formed the Seventh-day Adventists. Joseph Smith, well, he made numerous predictions, including building a new Jerusalem in Missouri. There's the remnants of it and that the lost tribes of Israel would be restored. Not to mention his successors claim to be active prophets and continue making prophecies which do not align with Scripture. Charles Taze Russell. Good old Chuck Russell predicted doomsday would come in 1914. But that date continues to be adjusted by his followers of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Jeannie Dixon, a realtor and psychic, predicted a comet would devastate the earth in 1980. Well, it came close. It was Mount St. Helens. That only affected a small part of the world. Benny Hinn, not Benny Hill, but Benny Hinn, predicted Christ would return in 1993. Look at the people there listening to him so intently. What are their itching ears hearing? Well, Hinn continues to this day preaching the prophecy that God will heal, will heal everyone of their sicknesses and diseases when we all do our part. And what's our part? Well, 
Our part is to command God to heal us. See, Hinn rejects the Lord's Prayer in which the believer assents, assents, you know, meaning accepts God's will. Hinn prophesizes our healing is gradual when we do our part, but that's false since the miracles of the New Testament were, you know, Jesus' miracles were instantaneous or within at least 30 seconds. And Lazarus didn't do his part, <laughs> he was dead. It was by Jesus' gracious will and external power outside of Lazarus' body which brought Lazarus back to life. So you see, these false prophets will come to nothing. They will die, and their prophecies will die with them, even though their followers might keep them going for a while. But as the psalmist says in Psalm 1, their schemes will blow away like chaff in the wind and disperse into nothing. And as Moses says here in our reading in Deuteronomy, we need not be afraid of these false prophecies. Avoid them, certainly. Don't put one iota of your trust in them, most definitely. But don't let these prophecies cause you fear. Our sin causes us fear because we don't want the pain and suffering that's predicted in these false prophecies. Whether they're doomsday predictions or you know, of experts in the field of science, politics, or religion. We don't want what they're predicting because it sounds like it's going to be painful. It sounds like it's going to be scary. The end seems painful and scary. And this is the kind of fear that can cause us to veer our trust away from the Lord and put it on people, prophets. The Lord never promises that we're, we won't have trouble or suffering in this world, in this life. On the other hand, He does promise that there will be an end to it, to our pain and, and, and fear, right? And in the meantime, He sustains this world despite our sin and self-destructive acts. He sustains it. Now, John 16, 21 isn't one of our texts today, but we must remember at all times of fear and tribulation that to follow Jesus means that in our baptism, we died with Him. You know, we died with Him on His death on the cross, and we were resurrected with Him in His resurrection. And so because of that, whatever pain and anguish we experience now is... Well, what did Jesus compare it to? A, a woman giving birth, right? There's pain during the delivery, but when the baby comes, there's joy, and the mother forgets the pain. And so does the father, do, too. Probably the father forgets that the mother screamed all kinds of uh, obscenities at, at him, right? He said this, Jesus said this to his disciples because they were down in the dumps with fear that they were going to lose him and that they were going to lose everything that he had brought to them and taught them. And he told them, yes, it's going to be hard for a while. It's going to be hard to lose me for a time but when I, after I'm killed. But your pain will turn to joy when I return and my truth is revealed and you're not going to remember those former times. This applies to our feelings and fears of loss now. 
Not that we fear that we've lost Jesus, but if that is a fear for you, if you think God has abandoned you, or you've lost him, no, you haven't lost him, or vice versa. There may be pain now, but soon there will be joy, and you'll forget that you had pain and loss. God promised to raise up for you a prophet like Moses, better than Moses, and in doing so, raised up a Savior for you and your household. Jesus is the ultimate and final prophet. He speaks to us with absolute authority from the Father, of which He and the Father are one. We can't command Him to do anything. The will of the Father is done. The cup of doom and wrath did not pass from Jesus. Instead, it was poured out onto him on the cross. And when he spoke from that cross his last words, all divine authority from God, his Father, was in those words as he took his last breaths. Father, forgive them. And it is done. This is our inheritance. Forgiveness of all of your sin. <clears throat> Christ, as true prophet, speaks this gift to you, this inheritance to you and me in the midst of our fears. It has the power to loose our fears from us and put our trust in Him more solidly, more securely. Look, the flowers fade, the grass withers, the ice melts, the seas rise, the forests burn, the people revolt, the weapons of mass destruction increase, the doomsday clock counts down, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And he will do what he says. He will gather you and me together on the last day and bring us home. In the name of Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, may he dispel all your fear and may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.